Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. Welcome to Medicine on Call, where it's all about living the solutions. Today I have a very special friend on, Dr. Keith Smith, who is one of the founders of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. I think we're in a, in a time now where people need to become healthcare consumers. We speak about it on the show all the time. And I, every day I walk into my office, I'm seeing patients with deductibles that are $5,000, $7,500, and they they have these big deductibles, but they still don't actually understand how to make their insurance work for them. And I, you know, I feel badly for the people who use the huge healthcare systems because I think they're completely unaware that they're paying a lot more for everything that they that they get compared to people who become consumers. And I follow Dr. Keith, um, Dr. Smith online and on Twitter, and there was a, an article or a tweet I think that you had out yesterday, Keith that talked about how much of, much more affordable it was when somebody had, an I think I had an appendicitis or something, an acute surgical abdomen, basically. And with a new center, you guys were consulted, and that person got excellent care for a fraction of what it would have cost them to go through the typical healthcare system. Now, I know people who listen to my show know who you are, but for the new listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Sure. And thanks again for having me on your great show. Um, well, I'm an anesthesiologist, and I started in private practice in 1990 and very, very shortly uh, began to understand that something was really wrong and it was something I, it was so awful that I didn't really want to didn't want to participate in it and frankly felt like an accomplice, like an accessory to a crime and found that had very little control uh, over the kind of care patients uh, that were under my care received in the hospital and had absolutely no control over uh, the financial homicide that was inflicted on them uh, that I was a party to. So th- there was no way for for me to you know give any kind of remedy other than to walk away, basically to secede. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Steve Lantier, another anesthesiologist that felt the same, he and I just walked out. We had very busy, uh, lucrative practices, frankly, and just walked out and decided to start our own place. So we, we opened up in 1997 uh, the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. We decided right there and then that, that we'd be honest with patients about what they were going to, what they were going to pay. And we'd be up really upfront about that and, and that we would also never take a dime of money from the government. We had learned our lesson on that. So we, um, we decided also one important thing. We decided we would only work with surgeons that we would let work on us. And that, that rule still applies uh, to this day. So we, we, um, started quoting prices over the phone. Uh, the uninsured patients found us to be you know, their favorite healthcare underdog because they could call and, you know, get a breast biopsy for 1900 all in, cash out the door. And that's still our price uh, today. So we were very successful, developed a, just an outstanding quality reputation in the community, but none of the carriers, none of the 
Blue United Signet Aetna wanted anything to do with this, and they still don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we just rocked along. We were an out-of-network uh, surgery center that was charging patients less uh, than their deductible that they would pay if they stayed in-network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were extremely difficult to compete with, and and were a real thorn in the side of the big hospital systems, and they they struggled and tried every imaginable trick at the state capitol to hamstring us and hurt us and put us out of business, and everything backfired on them until about 2004, uh, when right after we had moved into our new facility, having outgrown the original one, they the, the cartel uh, stumbled on a scheme that worked, and they basically stacked deductibles on patients. And what what I mean by that is if someone had met their in-network deductible, Mm -hmm. if they went out of network for care, they started at zero. They didn't start where they left off at the in-network deductible. They started all over at zero. So that shuttered our center in terms of patients' ability to access it. And our volume dropped and uh, we almost closed. Wow. And I decided there, you know, my, my, I'm a big free market guy, and we know we're better, and we know we're cheaper. So what's going on? Our waiting room ought to be full. There mm-hmm. ought to be a line out the door. So I thought, well, I I need to find out what maybe this these self-funded companies who buy the services their employees need out of operational revenue, having completely rejected insurance, so I, I need to find out what they're paying for a tonsillectomy or a gallbladder or a cruciate ligament. I need to I need to find out what they're paying and I'll beat it. And then I thought, no, I need to tell them. It's incumbent upon me as the provider of the service to attach a price to it so that I declare my value, no one else. There you go. And then and then I decided, well, you know, we'll just open up a website and tell everybody because there's such a scam at work here. Um, that we didn't understand, but we knew something was wrong, and we'd known something was wrong for a long time. So we launched a website. I launched the website, put all of our prices online, bundled all-inclusive prices, and the first patients that arrived were Canadians. And that was pretty instructive because, you know, they all have coverage. You know, they just don't have care uh, that many of them require. So they're in these extremely long lines, mm-hmm. and the, the classic Canadian that came to our facility was a, a woman tired of getting blood transfusions waiting in a three-year line for her hysterectomy. So we, we next thing, you know, we had people traveling in from out of state, and then I, I had a self-funded buyer come to me, my good friend Jay Kempton. We had a mutual friend, and he was about to recommend to his clients that they ship everyone to Costa Rica or to Thailand to have their hip surgery, and he found me, and we started working together. And you know, it was a, it's been a great ride, and we were still working together. And Jay didn't keep me a secret; he introduced me to all of his competitors. So all of his competitors started buying from me, and. You know, the surgery center was on the map with the self-funded companies in the country, and that garnered us some media attention. And then we were even better known to the uninsured in the country. And we now we now treat patients from all 50 states. More than half the patients we operate on are not uh, do not live in Oklahoma. So it's been um, it's really been interesting. I've met 
the most wonderful and fascinating people in the 10 years since I launched this website. And, and it's, it's just, uh, it's been a real lesson for me. I've learned, uh, I've learned a lot about how the market works. I thought I knew a little bit and it turned out I didn't know much of anything at all. And I still realize how much I have to learn. I'm just so humbled mm-hmm. uh, by, by really this experience. It's been, it's been extraordinary. Well, I would have to say from personal experience, because I've referred patients to you from out of the country to the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and they got excellent care. And it was wonderful because they knew the price up front. There were no hidden charges, no backdoor fees. It was just right up front. And the coordination of care, I mean, you not only take care of the the surgery, but you also helped coordinate care outside the Surgery Center which I think was above and beyond, quite frankly. And by the way, that patient's doing very well. And that's oh, good. customer service. We don't get that in this system. And I know we're going to take a small break, but when we come back, I have to ask you, because people are going to ask, why on earth would the insurance companies not want to work with you when the patient, they'd be paying less for their patient care? And I, I want to know what your take is on that, because to me, this whole system is based on fraud and abuse and the bigger the ticket, the more they love it. And But I actually want to t- get your take and have the listeners understand where you think that they're coming from, the, the big insurance industry, because they're part of the problem, I think, that whoever has the pocketbook has the power, and if it's opaque, then I think there's a lot of you know hogs feeding at this trough, basically, and the patient and the doctor are on the outside looking out. So let's take our first break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Are you having problems with persistent bad breath, constant throat clearing, hoarseness, a cough that won't go away, a sore throat, or a feeling that something's always stuck in your throat? Why not find out what the problem is so it can be fixed? At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking time to work with our patients as a team to get to the root of the problem. Make an appointment today to see why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com. This is Dr. George from Medicine on Call. Each week I speak about our healthcare system and the problems with it. One of the main problems is the doctor-patient relationship. I've found that patients really crave time, the time to ask their doctor questions, and physicians crave the time to answer those questions in a thorough manner. Towards that end, Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center is pleased to announce a new video telemedicine service. We now offer consultation for second opinions and for people who'd like to learn more and ask questions about how to navigate the healthcare system in a cost-effective and efficient manner. Go to peachtreeentcenter.video-visits.com to learn more. From treatment of sinusitis with balloon dilation to minimally invasive office procedures to correct snoring, Peachtree ENT Center offers state-of-the-art care. We also specialize in price transparency. You'll know the cost of our ENT services before they're rendered, whether you have a high deductible plan or no insurance at all. Make an appointment today to find out why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com.
Welcome back to Medicine on Call. This is Dr. Elena George and my special guest today, Dr. Keith Smith, who is the founder of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, an anesthesiologist, of, I think a healthcare visionary and somebody who has changed the direction of healthcare, especially in, I'd say without, throughout the country, but I think the epicenter has been um, Oklahoma. And before the break, I wanted to get your take and, and your pick your brain on why on earth do you think these insurance companies want healthcare to be uh, completely unaffordable? You know, that, that was one of the, the questions that we had that left us scratching our heads and led us to put the prices online was to uncover uncover that scam and, and answer that question. And we think we have at least part of the answer now. I don't pretend to have a complete explanation, but one of the explanations is a bit counterintuitive because most people would think, you know, insurance company collects premiums and they pay claims and to the extent that they don't pay claims or to the extent that the claims are less than the premiums collected, that's their profit. And while there is some truth in that, there actually are many, many other ways that the insurance companies make money, one of which is called claims repricing. What that means is you have a, a huge employer like, say, General Electric, and they are self-funded. That means, like I said before, they're buying their employees' care. They're not taking the risk. Um, I mean, they're taking the risk. They're not assigning that risk to Blue Cross or somebody else. Mm -hmm. They've rejected insurance, and they're actually paying these bills. But the hospital, uh, working with the insurance company, will see to it that a bill is issued to the self-funded employer for $100,000. And then the insurance carrier will write in and apply a discount so that the employer says, whoa, we've got this $100,000 bill, but, you know, lo and behold, the insurance carrier has come in and worked their magic and discounted it mm -hmm. down to 20000 So the insurance carrier will claim then that they saved that employer $80,000 and then collect a commission on the extent to which that savings was achieved. Keep in mind, all of these payment rates are pre-negotiated between the big hospital systems and the insurance carriers. So this discount is formulaic. It doesn't represent any sort of work anyone has done. So claims repricing is, is a big part of why the insurance companies hate me because when I say a knee arthroscopy is $3,740 cash out the door, the insurance company has no opportunity to reprice that claim and skim a discount off of some giant amount I might start with. The other reason that insurance companies hate us is that when in, when big hospitals contract with insurance companies, they they say, okay, and you know, pursuant to our agreement, we need for you to exclude the following players from your network. And I, and I actually know that has happened now. I've had people tell me that firsthand. So it really does work like a like a drug cartel. And I tell people the only difference between the the health cartel in the United States and the Mexican drug cartel is the Mexican drug cartel actually does provide a service. <laughs> and so that those are those are two of the reasons. You know, the hospitals exclude uh, competitors. Uh, pursuant to their contracts with the insurance carriers, and the insurance carriers actually make more money 
if what they start off with is a giant bill to which they can apply these discounts. Wow. Now, now to make it and, – and before everybody gets all lathered up about you know these evil insurance companies, keep in mind that Uncle Sam is driving the getaway car. The, the real demon in this entire business is the federal government. And, and that's why I find astonishing that the, the most, mankind's most corrupt invention is the state and the government. And that people would want to turn over something so important as their personal health care to the outfit that has created this mess. Now, I think about the old libertarian Harry Brown who said, government breaks your legs and hands you a pair of crutches and then says, how would you live without me? And that really summarizes what's happened in the United States, this healthcare system. And you know, the federal government, through a, a list too long to talk about on this show, has done everything they can to drive up the price of the care and the coverage. And then they tax people half to death so that what they actually do have to spend is, you know, left tattered and torn. So I, you know, the insurance companies and, you know, the big hospital systems and some of the others, you know, they're opportunists. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they go to D.C. and they buy these favors and they're auctioned off and, you know, they all run off and they make a ton of money. But this is cronyism and it's because our liberty is sold uh, on the auction block in Washington, D.C., you know, blood is on the hands of the people in D.C. that some of these people would turn the whole mess over to, which I find shocking. I find it shocking as well. But it's a case of follow the money like you just described. It's cronyism. It's And then that's the thing. I think when people hear the word free market, they have a bad taste in their mouth because it's been ruined by this crony capitalism where everybody's a friend of. And, you know, you look at the big lobby groups, top 10 are healthcare related. And that's a travesty. And what do you, I mean, you just basically laid it out about single payer. But how do you if that, God forbid, ever came to pass? Will the insurance companies be around or will it just be government or is it now like where the government is the payer and the insurance companies are the administrators of it? So they're getting a kickback for administrating the um, the healthcare. How do you see it? Yeah, you're right. And keep in mind, the free market has not failed, as you pointed out. The no. free market's really never been tried. Correct. Um, it's it is a growing um, it's a growing movement in the United States, but. You know, that to assign the free market to the dustbin of history's failures is is really propaganda. It's never really been tried. Yeah, so single payer and Medicare for all, and, they, and to your point, people need to understand that means Blue Cross for all. That means Aetna for all. It doesn't mean Medicare for all because Medicare is not even administered by Medicare. Medicare is administered by these big insurance carriers. That's why – when the Unaffordable Care Act passed, all of the stock prices of the major health insurance companies soared. Mm-hmm. And if Medicare for All passes, what you'll see in the hallways and what you'll see on posters is these giant insurance companies are going to oppose it. So to everyone's face, they're going to oppose it. But behind the curtain, they're going to support it. Because when it passes, then these insurance companies will plug directly into the taxpayer trough. Exactly. And they will make more money than ever. 
and they will actually be the ones administering these programs. And what that means is they will be collecting premiums directly from Uncle Sam and paying as few claims for as little as they possibly can. And the denial of care will then begin to look a lot like it does in Canada, except I've argued here it'll be worse. Because in Canada, the politicians are actually held accountable to the extent to which that system has failed the people. In the United States, the congressman will just point at the evil insurance company that is administering this, and they'll be then insulated (laughs) and immune from uh, the pressure the voters would otherwise put on them. So I I see the Medicare for all as a much more dangerous um, and dangerous system that will embrace euthanasia and denial of care uh, to the sickest and weakest. And, you know, if you're sick, you're going to go to the back of the line because, you know, it's all for the greater good. And this whole collectivism that that is such a scary part of the 20th century uh, will infect medicine even more than it has. And, and that's not going to be good for the individual. And I think I think this country was founded on the the idea of individual liberty. And, and so this this is a very creepy, um, very creepy thing. And there, of course, there are a lot of people in D.C. that will exempt themselves from this, just as they did Obamacare. So right. they don't care. They're going to cash out and and know that you know there's some kind of a system, you know, some tier for them that that's not available to you and me. That's exactly right. And I mean, I can foresee you talked about the rationing of care, that whole complete live system that Ezekiel Emanuel was a proponent of, which is the underpinning of the Affordable Care Act. It's if you're between 15 and was it 45, that's where all the health care resources are going. God forbid you're outside that that catchment. And if you have a real chronic illness, they're going to manage you, and then they're going to put you in hospice. And I think we can see the writing on the wall with the fact that they pay for end-of-life decisions, but they may not pay for a, a surgery, you know, or, you know, they'll pay for things that are about palliative care, but not helping somebody get better. And I'm not a big fan of that. The Hippocratic Oath is non-existent in this system, and I want to get your take on the power that you have, because you really do have the power. And you were, the, to me, the the founder of physicians being able to take their power back. We don't need these insurance companies. What we need are the patients to understand and be our partner. And on that note, let's take our second break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. 
Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Keith Smith. I think, Keith, you did a wonderful job of explaining the consequences of, of Medicare for all. I think we're in a social society now where it's all about being a bu- being bullied and not being able to speak truth to power. And if you do, then somehow you're some sort of ism, which is ridiculous. And my thought really was they were going to try to make this health care a right it's not a human right. It's a service, in my opinion. So you don't have the right to my labor. You don't have a right to my my intellectual power. You don't. But that's what they're trying to do. And I don't know if you saw the article or the thing in New Hampshire where I think they're trying to tie doctors' licensure pretty much to taking Medicaid and Medicare. It's, I, I, I thought that's what they were going to try to do. Hold us hostage. Make us take the Affordable Care Act plans and, and rope us into the system, and that's how they're going to get us. They're already getting the. They're going to try to get the patient from the, you know, the taxation Medicare for all side, but they need the doctors as well. What do you think about the, that mindset of healthcare being a right? Because that's really what the socialists and the social justice warriors believe. And of course, they're in opposition, so they can say this with impunity. Well, you know, uh, Ludwig von Mises in his great book, Socialism, which I recommend everyone read now as socialism is, seems to be making a comeback. Um, he said there are two, two ways to organize economic society. One is the, is the path of peace and contract where individuals engage in mutually beneficial exchange or do so with the boundaries of a contract that that hold them to the agreement. The other path is the path of violence, and there is no other path. Either either you are working with another individual in a mutually beneficial exchange, or there's a bayonet in your bag. That kind of exchange is a very different working exchange, and it's one from which one of the participants in the exchange walks away a loser. I would argue <laughs> that if the bayonet is used even more aggressively in this industry than it has been, both of the participants in the exchange will walk away losers, uh, the patient and the physician. So it's a very dangerous um, proposal to to tell a doctor, listen, you now – have to see these patients for this price mm-hmm. and and then the care that is rendered is predictable and um, you don't have to guess you can look at other health systems you can go back to uh, pre-world war ii germany where basically the hmo was invented and you and, and the whole idea of capitation was invented and the doctor's waiting rooms were empty, and the doctor was not there <laughs> because he he took the money and he went to the beach and he did everything he possibly could to make sure that he never saw a patient. 
And that that is the distortion that walking away from the free market in a peaceful exchange, uh, that, that's how it manifests. So I, I think really there is, this, there is this peaceful path, and then there is this path of violence. So anytime you see mandates where you see that the government is going to step in and pass a law mm-hmm. and they're going to make – you know, make people do things, and they're going to declare something a right, and they are going to claim your labor as a slave. Whenever you see that, it, it really does need to be characterized as the violence that it is. And and I think most people don't think of it that way, but no one I know wants to be characterized as violent. Yet they yet they um, promote the path of violence. So that is how increasingly I am characterizing our choice. It's a peaceful choice or it's a violent choice. And those who are promoting violence, I think, need to be characterized as such. I would agree. And this, the interesting thing about it, I think you were very clear, it doesn't apply to them. They're above it. So they're going to pronounce what everybody else should have because they're they're in charge. But they're they're not going to have to to use it or partake of it. They get something a cut above, a standard above. I think people should have questions about about that entire mindset. And it's not just healthcare. I think it's everything. Whether you can eat meat, whether you can have children. Where I mean, this is a planned society from cradle to grave. But some people are just more equal than others. Don't you find that? Yeah, I mean, government is that institution whose ideas are so wonderful they have to be mandatory. And I, you know, anytime you see, you know, these things are 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 mandated, you know, that's a red flag. I'm actually opposed to um, making physicians and hospitals post their prices online. I'm against that mandate. The market should force them to do it. Mm. And if you don't post your prices, then you would be characterized as dishonest or hiding something and the market would judge you harshly. To a grocery store and there were no prices, people wouldn't patronize that place very long. So the market the market is a very brutal uh, regulator of the actors in the in the economy if you will let it. But when the government mandates price transparency that just affords the legislator an opportunity to sell exemptions mm-hmm. or or it invites some crafty lawyer legislator to redefine tran- price transparency so that it only suits the needs of the price gougers. So I, I think any time someone is promoting <laughs> mandates and laws and we're going to make you do this and we're going to plan your life and we're not going to you know, if you eat that, we're going to punish you. Now, you know, leave me alone. And and those of you who want to get together and go form a commune and do all these things, go for it. But please keep your violence to yourself and let the rest of us work together, you know, for our mutual benefit. That was really just excellent, the way you stated that. I know it made me think about it in a different way. It's changing your energy. If you... You're right. Under duress, nothing works. Coercion doesn't work. And I think patience, again, it's a mindset, right? It's, it's a, a, a paradigm shift from I'll just take what you give me and like it to it's my pocketbook. I have the power. I'm going to do what's best for me. 
That's a different mindset. And when they think of that, they'll look at your surgery center and say $1,900 for a breast biopsy versus you have to have it to find out how much it costs. On the other end, who would pick that if they really understood that you do have a choice? Every time I go on a show and talk, that's the main thing I try to bring, you know, bring to the forefront is that it, you do, the patients are the most powerful people in the healthcare system. If they withdraw their consent and make proper informed choices, I don't believe the system would survive. It depends on ignorance, doesn't it? Well, and, and I want to be clear. I'm optimistic. What, what I see every day is what you just described. What I see every day are very informed, very engaged patients who already know before they come to my facility or any of the other members of the Free Market Medical Association who have basically copied this model these patients are informed, they're engaged, they know the price. It is an active, vibrant market. It is growing. Uh, price gougers are becoming former price gougers hmm. because they're losing business to the people who are involved in this free market movement. It's extremely powerful. It is a wonderful thing to see, and it, it is why I am very optimistic because these ideas are powerful. Their time has come. And you can't argue very effectively against cheaper and better. That's a tough place to be in a debate. And that's where everybody is mm -hmm. if you're on the other side. So it's, it's really, I'm very optimistic. Uh, the only thing we have to guard against is someone coming in from the government to help us because we all know how that turns out. It's bad. <laughs> it, it's bad. <laughs> and the sad part is, it's always someone who's not a physician. I mean, that's the other a piece of this puzzle. I mean, we have a bunch of lawyers and politicians who don't get it, who are trying to regulate and, and manage one-sixth of the economy without any knowledge of really what goes on in a doctor's office or in an operating room. I mean, the things that they come up with is just really unbelievable. And the fact well, that... Well, and you're too kind. <laughs> you're, you're too kind because you're assigning them the, scape, uh, the scapegoat of ignorance. And you have to at least entertain the possibility that they actually know what they're doing mm. and they don't care because there's a quid pro quo. You, you could follow a thread and find out how do they benefit from making decisions that you and I would like to classify as ignorant, but which may actually be evil mm. where they don't, they really don't care. So I, I, my default used to be, this is, you know, these people are stupid. They just need to be educated and understand, and then they'll do the right thing. And I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've walked away from that. My default now is that they're evil, and they have power, and they're using it to enrich themselves, whether it's directly or just for more power. Um, and then if it turns out that they're just stupid, then, you know, that's, that's a compliment compared to characterizing them otherwise. I think about Lou Rockwell says, you know, we have the stupid party and we have the evil party in Washington. And sometimes they get together <laughs> and they do something that's stupid and evil. And we call that bipartisanship. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't think he's wrong. I, I can't argue that. I really can't. 
<laughs> after going up to D.C. And, and, yeah, I do actually agree with you on that one. It's all about – and I've had conversations with some of the aides up in D.C. And, you know, their mindset was they don't care. They just want to get back in the next the next cycle. It's not about actually making a difference. It's about the status quo. But it's all wrapped in <clears throat> vote for me and I'll make a difference. And it never changes. It just doesn't. The answer is not them. I think it's us, really. And you prove that. You put your – Money with your mouth is your time with your mouth is, and you made a difference based on it was an untenable position, as you described. I think most doctors are at that point. I don't think they yet understand that they can – there's a third choice. It's not quit or sell your practice. There's a third choice, and that's find patients who value you. But ultimately, you said the mouthful at the beginning of the show. You have to value yourself first. No one's going to make, you know, only your mom and dad value more than you do yourself, or God, of course. But that's, if you realize there's certain things you're not willing to put up with and that you're worthy, I think a lot of this would never have gotten started, to tell you the truth. On that note, let's take our last break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Are you having problems with persistent bad breath, constant throat clearing, hoarseness, a cough that won't go away, a sore throat, or a feeling that something's always stuck in your throat? Why not find out what the problem is so it can be fixed? At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking time to work with our patients as a team to get to the root of the problem. Make an appointment today to see why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com. You can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Subscribe and share it with your friends. If you've tried taking over-the-counter medications but still have problems with nasal congestion, recurrent sinus infections, sinus headaches, or a dry mouth when you wake up in the morning, why not fix the problem? From natural integrative treatment to minimally invasive surgery, Peachtree ENT Center will work with you to find the solution that works best for you. Call 404-591-9100 today to make an appointment or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to Medicine on Call, where healthcare, business, and current events connect. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. I'm speaking with my good friend, colleague, and someone I respect highly, Dr. Keith Smith of Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And you also have a, a group called the Free Market Medical Association, right? And is this that yes. for doctors, or do, do patients also, or is it, are they allowed to access that? Yeah, it's actually for um, everyone in the industry, whether they're a buyer or a seller, and of course that would include patients. Hmm. So anyone that is in the industry that is a buyer or a seller or some of the intermediaries in the industry who actually facilitate the mutually beneficial exchange between the buyer and seller, they're also members of this of this association. In our theme this year at our annual meeting in Dallas, is burn the ships, just like Cortez did. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time to double down. You know, everybody put their money where their mouth is and do the right thing. 
and just jump in. And it's um, it, the theme of the meeting will be about how how it really is safe. I mean, the ground is is solid, and this this free market movement really is a safe place for doctors to be now. The the you know the forging of the path, a lot of that is done, and there are a lot of buyers out there that are looking for doctors and facilities to just deal with them honestly. Mm-hmm. The demand is so much greater than the supply of those willing to willing to supply care that's high quality and does a price gouge. So again, Ron Paul is our keynote speaker. So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful gathering. Uh, if anybody's interested in coming, I would highly, highly recommend it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. When is it now? It's uh, April 11th through the 13th in Dallas at the Hyatt Regency, and the, the details are at the website fmma.org. Awesome. And there's there's still some room uh, for for people who are listening who would like to attend. I think it it's uh, it could save your life, frankly, and it'll save your pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of tied in yeah. these days, you know. I mean, this is, I mean, as an independent doctor, I just love the fact that I'm not alone. And I think other physicians like myself, if it can be done in Oklahoma, it can be done in other states. And do you find that independent doctors, maybe ENTs or ophthalmologists, people who have their own practice, come out and, and see what you're doing and try to replicate that? Oh yeah, I, I spent a lot of time teaching other people how to copy what we've done and somebody will call and I'll say, well, just, you know, if you're willing to come to Oklahoma City, come to the surgery center and I'll, you know, I'll provide you lunch and give you a tour and answer your questions and talk you through, you know, what we did and how we did it and why we did it. And, and I'm not alone. There are others in the country who have opened up their doors and have been hospitable to those in their geographical area asking the same questions. And so the, the entire country is now just peppered with the followers of this movement. And they're not followers of Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're followers of these free market ideas. And, and what works in Washington State or Florida, it may look a little different than our facility. And, mm-hmm. and so we have all of these competing models and, at the Free Market Medical Association Conference, we're all into the same roof, openly sharing ideas about how to improve. And so, you know, I'm learning I'm learning a ton from others who've been inspired by these ideas. And it's very exciting and it really is, it undergirds my optimism uh, going forward. I think you, you've said, the, the again, the magic word, the difference between collective ideas where everybody's the same. This is the power is that everybody's different has a different approach to it, and you can actually learn and get better. I mean, it's innovation distilled. That's how I see it. And that's the other thing about being, you know, I don't like the word liberal anymore because it's been co-opted and it's actually the opposite now, more totalitarian and, you know, my way or no way. But what makes it powerful is that it is different. Every state, every doctor's office, everybody has their own little idiosyncrasy, and they're going to find a patient that, it works for the patient. And that's the cool part. It's never boring because when you find that you hit a wall, you just try something else and there's nobody standing in your way to tell you what you can't do. I think it's about what you can do and what the patients can have and what they can afford. It's an energy change. It's not about lack. It's about abundance, don't you think? 
Yeah, and 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 the variety is is astonishing. I mean, even within the direct primary care movement, there's variety. You know, there's there's the Epiphany Health model of Lee Gross, mm-hmm. and there's the Atlas model under Josh Umber, and and then there are people that even have twists within those models. Uh, Ann Riggs, who's speaking at our conference in Dallas, she has a twist on the Atlas model where she sees patients just one time. Uh, but many of the patients she sees in the college town where she works, they, that's what they need. And so the market for her services to see someone one time as a patient and not have them sign up for a long-term subscription service makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if if you allow the market to work, it will match the prevailing consumer preferences better than anything one of these tyrants could possibly design, mm-hmm. even if they were well-meaning. The best and most efficient way to satisfy what consumers actually need is the market. And, and there's never been anything or system invented that, that even comes close. Well, this is my question. I mean, the people who come to you obviously are advanced and they're forward thinking and they're, they love thinking outside the box. How do we educate that group that it's, it's free, it must be good, and everybody, you know, there's this mindset of I want it, you have it, and it's mine. How do you change that paradigm? Because we have the echo chamber of the media and the people who are proponents of the Affordable Care Act. They have a much bigger platform and bullhorn than than those of us who are actually in the real world. How do we educate people? Well, what? These ideas, you know, once someone hears them, they, they make so much sense just on their face. I mean, if somebody else is paying the bill, to the extent that they are paying the bill, they're in control mm-hmm. of the care that the patient receives and or doesn't receive. Uh, and so whenever there are things like um, like pay for performance, those things sound great until they get in the hands of someone who is paying the bills for someone else. In that case, then, the very sick patient walks into the surgeon's office. The surgeon realizes, wow, this may not be a great outcome, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be profiled based on this outcome. This very sick patient is going to the back of the line. And so... When patients, when people realize that something as innocuous sounding as pay for performance pops up, that's a rationing tool. And when I think that part of what helps educate people and helps them understand is when you rip the face off of these scams and these, frankly, these conspiracies to deny care or to only provide the care that is approved. I mean, you can take that as far as you want. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that in order for people to kind of rise up and, and be more curious and be more skeptical, I think they really need real-world examples, um, and and they need to experience the shock and the fear and the awe that we all have as we've discovered that you know the, these schemes are operational right now, and the idea that that the people who, you know, who actually created these schemes should be given more power 
it's, it's just, it's not logical. Not at all. And again, if you, if the game is rigged, you need to stop playing it. In the, in the last minute that we have, how can people find you? How can people make appointments to come to Surgery Center of Oklahoma? Well, we are at surgerycenterok.com. Thank you for letting me mention that. Uh, the Free Market Medical Association is fmma.org. Um, on our website, there's a Request a Specialist tab. And if you click that, a box drops down, you fill in the blanks, and that generates an email that comes straight to me. And then I worked in to make sure the patient's connected with the surgeon that that's most appropriate for their condition. So that that's how we're found, and more and more people are finding us there, and and we 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 meet most of our patients now who who traveled in who are you know not from Oklahoma. It's a it's been very exciting. Um, appreciate all that you're doing. You're you know, getting the word out. It's, uh, it's really remarkable. It's my pleasure. I mean, it, and it's just an honor to know you and to have worked with you and have my patients be able to see you. And for the listeners, what he just described is exactly how it works. Because I was out of the country and I went to the website and I emailed him and he called me back and he had a great doctor ready for my patient. And it's not just ENT, but it's neurosurgery, general surgery, um, uh, OBGYN, anesthesiology, obviously, um, urology. So there's a, every surgical specialty seems to be represented. So people should look you up and they should come and get excellent care. And if they don't, they need to use you as your services and your prices as leverage so they can fight the system. You know, Keith, the time goes so quickly, but I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and thank you for listening to Medicine on Call. Feel free to download and subscribe to our podcast. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and you can catch me on Facebook and read my blogs on DrElanaGeorge.com. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Dr. George from Medicine on Call. Each week, I speak about our healthcare system and the problems with it. One of the main problems is the doctor-patient relationship. I've found that patients really crave time, the time to ask their doctor questions, and physicians crave the time to answer those questions in a thorough manner. Towards that end, Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center is pleased to announce a new video telemedicine service. We now offer consultation for second opinions and for people who'd like to learn more and ask questions about how to navigate the healthcare system in a cost-effective and efficient manner. Go to peachtreeentcenter.video-visits.com to learn more. You can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening.